0: You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks.
1: Worry, Auburn family! Welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion on the E2C Network. Another huge SEC win for us to discuss today as the Auburn Tigers defeat the Ole Miss Rebels, eighty to seventy-one, on the road in the Pavilion. On Saturday night at 7.30, a, a big-time win for Auburn to improve to 15-1 and one and 5-0 and oh in the SEC, at the top of the SEC. And we'll, we'll get into maybe the top of the country right now, sitting that one of the best teams in the nation, one of the most uh, complete teams in the country. And uh, to do that, I brought in my dad and co-host. Dad, how are you?
2: Great. Great. It's uh... a... <laughs> it's it's fun when you can uh actually uh go to the pavilion and win. Uh, yeah, we we kidding. we have found our struggles there. But uh but uh, apparently uh Auburn Twitter mob uh showed up and the Jungle showed up and and you could clearly hear them over the TV.
1: Yeah, I was just before we started recording, I was just showing Dad a video over Zoom of uh of Zep's 3 to go up 5 in the second half. And the, the crowd level noise from the from, from kind of the old miss side of things, and when the old miss crowd was getting loud on defense, and Zep makes the three, and the instant crowd noise from the Auburn fans up in the upper decks and scattered around the pavilion. It was a, a, unbelievable. I mean, you could call that Auburn Arena West last night.
2: If you were there, you did a fantastic job uh, making it sound like a home arena. Yeah. Uh, look, they had, a, they had a bunch of students they thought they were going to win uh, and they played a perfect half of basketball and had every reason to believe they were going to win. But our crowd just in the second half to hear them uh with the AU on the free throw makes and with the defense chant and with the, it's great to be an Auburn tiger. It's just, it, it's, it's awesome to hear. It's yeah. awesome. Great job. Let's,
1: let's get into more about the game aspect of this and more of this about the stats and, and this is, this is, this is huge. You know, we're coming off of a week where you beat Alabama on the road and now you go to Ole Miss and beat them by nine on the road, coming back from 14 down in the first half had that great run at the end of the second half led by Katie Johnson. Yeah. And then, and then just the consistency throughout the second half playing extremely well um, really, really shows why this Auburn team could be, Could be number one, come come tomorrow or or come today if you're uh when you're listening to this. So yeah. So I I don't I don't know. I you know we've said multiple times on this uh podcast, don't listen to the AP poll. Well, if we're number one, you need to listen (laughs) to the AP poll. So (laughs) that's the only exception is when Oliver's number one. And I I honestly did not think I'm gonna sit here and say I did not think that was a possibility three weeks ago, but here we are, undefeated you know, in the SEC play as we continue to rise right to the top.
2: And when we were got to number four and we had a road trip to Alabama and a road trip to Ole Miss, everybody on Twitter started bringing up, uh, last time Auburn was ranked number four, we went to Alabama and got slaughtered and then I think to Florida and got, got our head handed to us and uh, weren't ranked number four anymore after that. Well, this team is different. Yeah. Uh, this team has – uh, has been through some fire and uh and is is turning out to be uh as solid of a team as as you 'll find in the country right yeah there's good if not better than any team in the country yeah, right now.
1: right yeah i completely agree and when you talk about we 'll we'll talk about this for just a second the 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 full resume and you 've taken a fact that the strength of schedule and you you talk about the the strength of record, your opponents that you played, where you've played them and your circumstances in the games and the entire resume and the, the look test. I think if if I, look I'm not expecting to be number one because we are because of the name on the front of our jerseys tomorrow. I if we were Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, you know, it, it, Kansas, any of those teams with this mm-hmm. resume, it's not even a question. Okay. But the fact that we're Auburn, it could be a little different. Um, so, but yeah, you just like you said, we were ranked number four. We we won two games on the road, one against a ranked Alabama team. Even though
2: I don't <laughs> not think anymore, we're really gonna be ranked now. I don't know if we're straight SEC losses. I don't know if we can keep them as a quadrant one or quadrant two. <laughs> in after what they're doing, yeah, no kidding.
1: And then, but. With Baylor taking two losses this week as they were sitting at number one and then UCLA taking a home loss in overtime to Oregon, that leaves uh, the only team in front right now is Gonzaga. And Gonzaga has two losses. Gonzaga does not have the strength of schedule. Does get, Gonzaga will not play anybody else until the tournament. You know, they're going to play third-world country-type schools out in the West Coast. And then, but... Uh, and you also have a common opponent between Alabama or between Gonzaga and Auburn in Alabama. And, you know, Alabama went up to Seattle and beat Gonzaga by nine. And Wasn't we went close. to Tuscaloosa and beat them by four. So, you know, AP yeah. voters, if you're listening to this, you know you know what to do. You know what the <laughs> right thing is. Um, I know you're not listening to this because I know you don't like oh. basketball, but hey, excuse me. But they—they that, yeah, know what to do. The college football playoff committee would. This is easy. They're—they're they're going to tell the voters this is easy because I mean, common opponent, record, strength of schedule, all those taken account. Auburn's the best in their country.
2: Yeah, and uh, look, if you rank Gonzaga first, you better keep them there for the rest of. There, they will not lose again until March. Yeah. They don't play anybody, and and so if you're going to put them first, they're going to be there. Uh, for the rest until the, until the tournament, because you think obviously that they're uh, that what they're doing out in the West coast conference is good. I don't, uh, I, I, I think that uh, that if they were playing in the pack 12, I'd still have my doubts, yeah. um, but uh, they're not even playing the pack 12. That's a, that's, they're a good team. Uh, they've done a lot recently, mm-hmm. uh, had a really good team last year. But, uh, but Auburn is the best team in the country right now. Um, And we got one coming up against Georgia and then, and then, and then the big one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The the schedule is really shaping out well for Auburn. You know, I was looking at the schedule for, for Alabama. And I was looking at like, Ooh, man, like they, you know, as much as I hate Alabama, I would love to see this. I don't think it's going to happen. They very easily could lose out and not win another game with the way their schedule kind of works out. And it's like, woo, that is not very good. But you look at Auburn's, and it's really coming together really well with this home midweek against Georgia this week. You know, get back in Auburn Arena, get back in rhythm, play a a very weird Georgia team, a team that lost to Gardner-Webb at Hofstra, but also beat a team like Arkansas – I think they beat Arkansas or they, yeah. and then they beat Vandy
2: this week. No, so Vandy like, came back and beat them. Oh, okay. Whatever. Andy came back and beat them. And then, so they're bad.
1: It, yeah, this is not a very good Georgia team. I expect Katie Johnson to go for 75 points <laughs> and maybe 35 steals. We'll, we'll see, you know, that may be kind of low, but, um, but, and then the big one on Saturday with Kentucky coming over arena. And I would expect college game day to be there as well. I'm talking about a big day for Auburn basketball, just in general. Um, so really, really coming together well, really shaping out well. So
2: I'm excited. Yep. Yep. It's good. Let's, let's, uh, let's get back to the fun from last night. Yeah.
1: Let, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's talk a little about this, a little bit about the stats from this game. I look, you score 80 points on the road in the SEC. It's a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. no matter if you come from 14 down or you're leading the whole game or whatever. It's, it's a big deal. The offense was very efficient, you know, even in the first half when Ole Miss was making, you know, 150% of their shots, uh, Auburn was right there with them, you know, and wasn't going to let up when they got down by 14. And uh, that run by Katie Johnson that we mentioned earlier was a game saving run. You know, I, I wasn't able to watch the first, you know, 25 minutes of play in this game due to me being at work, but, uh, I was texting with you and I was listening to Andy on the radio and I could hear I could hear in Andy's voice just the flip of the switch when KD got those two steals and the free throws and the game went from you know 13 points to six points in a 7-0 run and it was just it was just that flip of the switch and you saw it come out in the
2: second half. It was to watch KD go from uh, look, we weren't defending well. Uh, in the first half, they were making everything they looked at, but our defense was was poor at best. Our rotations were off. Uh, we ended up guarding the same man with two people a couple times, leaving wide open three-point shots. Just It just didn't look like we were uh, – I, I posted on Twitter that it looked like we'd been reading our press clippings. It, it It just didn't look like we were ready to go early on in that game, and they were hot. They did everything right. They made good passes. They made good drives. They, they made everything they looked at. Um, And, and it just didn't seem like we had it together, but even down 13 or 14 there, you kind of went, well, they've played a perfect half so far. And if we could get a couple buckets here and get it to 10, I would feel really pretty good going to the locker room. And then, and then KD went on his own personal mission to to uh, to bring Auburn back in the game, not only scoring wise, but bring Auburn back in the game with his energy. Yeah, uh, that dude, I, I love watching him play basketball. Yeah, he is. He, he may not score thirty in a game, but he will not let you just have a nice easy day on your offensive end. Uh, and he had two straight steals. They called the first two fouls of the game against Ole Miss under a minute left in the first half. Yeah. I've never. It was just that kind of game. I've never seen that. I've never you know, seen with that. With Auburn,
1: ever. All you know, just like you said, Auburn only had like three foul, three or four fouls at that point. It was just that type of game at the first half, and you saw a little bit of a different uh, difference in the second half, you know, especially late with, you know, the free yeah. throws coming yeah. for Auburn. But uh, – it was just that type of game. You know, Old Miss, they were shooting almost, they were shooting 50% from threes, you know, 56% from the floor. I I, I wouldn't drive in or try to get fouled either. i keep shooting.
2: Yeah, they and, but Auburn was were the were same way. Auburn
1: was shooting 53% from the floor in the first half. So it was just that
2: type of game. The one thing we had going for us in the first half against their zone is is the ability to penetrate. Mm-hmm. And when we penetrated their zone, with uh, with uh, Wendell or with Zepp, uh Walker was getting dunks off of that. Yeah, and 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 then you go down, you you go into half, you're only down six, and you go, hmm, I don't think, I don't think that they're ready for this second half for what Auburn's getting ready to bring, and and giving up 44 first half points was the most we've given up in a long time and a half, but then to hold them in tw- to 27 in the second half was just you could tell I I told your sister I said I think Bruce Pearl may have broken something in the locker room yeah Uh, because I think he was a little frustrated with the way we started out
0: hey Auburn fans I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special here at the E2C network we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there and best of all it's free to you but just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support whether you decide to join or not we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our e2c network family well that's it timeouts over let's get back into the episode to watch bruce
2: pearl coach and and look he's not easy on his players Mm -mm. Uh, he tore into walker kessler at one point And it was on. It was it was on TV. The ESPN cameras were catching it, and I mean, he lit into him, and Walker kind of started to ignore it. And Bruce gave him one of these looks, like you better not ignore me. And then Walker was like, No, no, I got you. You could see Walker nod his head and say, I got you, Coach. And and then Walker became turned into Superman.
1: Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) But just like you said, this was a tale of two halves, a tale of two different halves. Um, but Old Miss, lead by six at half, and then Auburn winning the second half by 15, holding them. You know, they scored 44 in the first half, which was a by far season high for Old Miss, like, like yeah. by like over 15 points. And they only scored 27 in the second half. So I mean, even defensively, it was a tale of two halves. And a lot has to, that to do with the guy that we just discussed, Walker Kessler. Dude, I look, he struggled against Alabama. He struggled against Florida. I think a lot of that, of course, a lot of that had to do with fouls and foul trouble and not being able to play the minutes that he's normally used to. But, man, his games against LSU and last night against Ole Miss were just different. He had 20 points, 10 rebounds, seven blocks, four steals, went nine of 11 from the field, two for two from the free throw line
2: did not have a turnover also got an assist he is just better than everybody else out there uh, he 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 was better they had a big man they had a seven footer that was a good it's a good player uh, Ole Miss has a guy that he can play mm-hmm. and and he was he was kind of going toe to toe with walker in the first half they were both getting their own their looks but in the second half walker just said i'm better than anybody else maybe except number 10 on the floor right now, yeah. And and if you get me the ball, I'm going to dunk it. I, I, again, he's the guy that I get so frustrated when I see seven footers try to lay the ball up off the glass and uh and end up missing shots. When uh, if you're seven feet tall and you're two feet from the basket, you need to try to pull the rim off the backboard yeah. every single time. Yeah. And Walker's a guy that dunks it every time he gets a chance.
1: Yeah, Although I thought he made one really it.
2: nice play. I thought he was
1: going to dunk it when he made that long stretch to the basket. And the guy tried to, I was like, no, don't do that. that was,
2: <laughs> he just he was laid that massive as he
1: jumped from the free throw line. It was like, I was like, <laughs> what? But no, I mean, you're exactly right. Walker He makes such a big impact out there. And to see him making it, we know that he could, because I think he's the most impactful defensive player in the country, but to see him make that sort of impact in the offensive end, just like you said, you see big guys all these times trying to make layups, especially nowadays. You know, with, that's just kind of the way the game has yeah. turned. Yeah. Um, but you see a guy like Walker who dunks it every time, and you just like, yeah, that that's what that's what you need. That's what, Tom.
2: That's what, I, I sent you a text from Tom Green earlier, or uh, a uh, uh, tweet, and he said the list of players since 2010 to score at least 20. Grab at least 10 boards and block at least seven shots and get at least four steals. That list of players since 2010 nationally is three players. LaSalle's Eric Murray in 2010, Auburn's Kenny Gabriel in 2012, and Walker Kessler. That's that's unbelievable. That's just ever do that. That's you talk about stuffing a stat sheet. Yeah. You can't stuff it any more than Walker did last night.
1: Walker played. Fantastic game. He's had two of his best games in SEC play against two really good
2: opponents and two really big games at the LSU and the old miss game. Two but teams with a seven footer. Yeah, those teams have seven footers. I yeah. thought he would struggle against. Yeah.
1: And then you got guys like Katie Johnson, who again just made that huge, huge impact on that on that 7-0 run at the end of the end of the first half. Getting those two steals getting the free throw line for the first time in the game for Auburn. But and then you got guys like Jabari, who I I don't know. I, we talk about the comparisons of Kevin Durant, but it, I don't think I've ever seen a guy with the killer mindset to take those big shots like he did. He Loves them. Like that, he made that big three about a minute and a half to go. You know, he missed that one. Late, about forty seconds left, but he also made that that move inside where he split the two defenders and laid it up. <laughs> that was that was fantastic. You just look at that and you go, what?
2: Well, yeah. What do we have in him? That's absurd. That is just, absurd. Just enjoy it, because uh, look, we had we had taken over the game. We had gone up by ten or eleven in the second half, and all of a sudden, old Miss started doing what they were doing the first half. Mm-hmm. Hit a couple threes, got it down to four. Again, you talk. We talk about run stopper. Yeah. Again, we come down the floor. We run a play. It's a play on the opposite side. In the corner, and he's standing in the slot on the left hand side. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say slot, just above the elbow on the left hand side of the three point range, yeah. and they throw it out to him, and he hasn't made a three all night, and he hits that, and we're back up seven, and the game doesn't get any closer after yeah. that. He's yeah. just, I, he loves that. He loves to. I think he's the type of guy that just wants to be, I'm the guy that you turn to when when they get close.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, that to have a guy like that will be so huge, especially down the stretch. It's also talking about, yeah. you
2: know,
1: we talked a little bit about the guards, you know, because Zepp had another really great game, zero mm-hmm. turnovers, three assists, had eight points, had those two big threes. The first one, he kind of just banked in. I don't really know how that went in. <laughs> but
2: really the, the, the
1: second one to go up five and the, the crowd reaction, just like we were talking about earlier with the crowd. And that's a, that's a huge time bucket off the dribble. But, you know, we talk about those two guards, but you have to talk about the guard that came off the bench. Wendell Green again was not efficient against Alabama. That changed last night. He was extremely efficient 14 points. You're two of five from three, six of six from the free throw line. You know, you talk about a guy who you could have at the the end of the game, just like Jared, just like uh, Kareem Canty used to be. Guys, you want to have out there to shoot free throws at the end of the game. He also had seven assists with only one turnover, and he had a steal. I, I, I
2: just and he and hit the nuclear he's coming bomb. off a bench. He hit the nuclear bomb that yeah. we were down down two to go. On he just dribbled up and shot from thirty feet. Yeah, and <clears throat> away from Tuscaloosa County. <laughs> you you don't get guys. You don't get guys with that can have that type of confidence without a coach like Bruce Pearl. Yeah. He gives his guards ultimate confidence that, Hey, you come down. You think you can make that shot, pull up, and make that shot. shoot it. And yeah. by gosh, he did. And it, it put us ahead and we never looked back. Yeah. But you know, the biggest thing I saw in the stat sheet from Wendell green, remember he's at best five yeah. eleven at best. I think that's with his hair. He's the second leading rebounder on our team. He yeah. has five rebounds. I, he's the second leading rebounder on the team. He's five the, the first one is seven, one. Yeah. Our, <laughs> yeah. our leading rebounder has 10 rebounds. He's seven, one. Our second leading rebounder has five rebounds and he's maybe five, 10, five, 11. Yeah. But he just, he's a really good rebounding guard. He just really is. And yeah. really the assists, seven assists, only one turnover. You, you can't beat. The game that that he had on the road.
1: Yeah, and you talk about the efficiency, the game that you get out rebounded on the road in the SEC, and the way the Ole Miss shot in the first half, and you come away with a nine point win, really shows why this team is the best in the country. You know, Ole Miss had fourteen turnovers, Auburn had six. Auburn had Turnover. six turnovers in the game. They win a lot. Yeah. That's un. That's unbelievable. And both teams had thirty points of the paint. You know, it was. Pretty even, a lot. you know, outside of the blocks. Ole Miss had one block to, well, I mean, Walker had seven by himself. But it, it, that I feel like that stat's going to be a little wonky if Walker's not in foul trouble every single time. But but another just huge win, huge game for Auburn. Improved to 5-0 the SEC. I mean, uh, you're laying out the red carpet for yourself right now to be a 1C, win the SEC, and be one number one in the country right now. So, you're
2: doing, it's what you're doing. Yeah, you're you doing. You keep know. it up. Uh, back in home, both you games next home week, for a couple games. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. One of them is a huge one. I don't want us to look over Georgia, even though you know they're celebrating football right now, they're not really focused on basketball. Yeah, but um, you know, it's the first time in 42 years, you know. Yeah. you know, yeah, go ahead and take care of business against Georgia at home. And then you got a big one on uh, Saturday against Kentucky, a really good Kentucky team by far. I think Auburn and Kentucky. Have established themselves as the top two in the SEC. I don't really think you're you're forgetting Texas post.
2: A&M, Greg. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I agree with you. Uh, and and we'll find out because because Kentucky travels to uh, to A and M Wednesday night yeah. when we play Georgia, yeah. and then they come to us. Yeah. And 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 I agree. I, look, A and M is a cute story uh they they they've, they've, buzz they've I like won buzz. some games I, I like buzz um i like what he stands for what he's about but uh he's 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 had an easy uh, conference schedule so far and to be honest with you missouri should have beat him yeah so, i mean yeah. they should have beat him the other day missouri um, may
1: be the, the the team that you don't want to play that you might want to play I
2: don't really know, huh? and we got to go there in a couple of weeks yeah so, uh, alabama yes, that started that started the Alabama three game losing streak. Yeah. I know, oh, by the way, they play LSU midweek this week.
1: See, that's what I'm talking about. I was saying, I was looking for schedule. I was like, I don't really know, but this isn't an Alabama podcast. We don't really no. care about them. And yeah, <laughs> we beat them. We'll see them in a couple weeks at Auburn. At Arena. Yep. So
2: yep.
1: Um, we're excited about this win. We will uh, be back to discuss the Georgia game, hopefully at the end of next week before the Kentucky game player, of the game, uh, Let's do the player of the game. I think this one's simple. I think this one's easy. I think this one is just as easy as the one that when we played LSU. I think and it's the same storyline. You're talking about a guy who actually made history again tonight um, in the SEC to do a to have a game in a stat line like he did. I think Walker Kessler is by far the player of the game, even though you very well can say KD. With his with his impact, you could say Jabari. With his late game heroics, you could say Wendell. Wendell. You could say Zep. You could say you know Alan Flanagan. With you know he didn't really play didn't really play that well, but still trying to get him back in the back in the groove of things. Yeah. And once this team gets full strength, man, you better watch out.
2: Yeah, so so I would agree. Kessler's the player of the game. It, you you do you do twenty ten and and seven block shots. Uh, you're going to win a lot of player of the games and, and we're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. If he can stay out of foul trouble, if he can continue to, if he can stay out of foul trouble, yeah. if they'll stop calling him when he goes vertical um, and just calling it on him. Cause he's big uh, and they didn't last night and it showed and he, he was able to stay in the game and play and he can, he can really be a difference maker yeah uh, for us down the stretch but but i would agree he's he's the he's the guy so so the question i have now is going into wednesday night how many points does kd score in that game
1: i said 75 <laughs> and 35 steals and i'll stick by that um you know i i expect higher but uh i'll i'll, I'll go a little low i'll say 75 points and 35 steals for kd i think this is a, but in all all seriousness this is an emotion game for kd johnson and if you talk you, if you want a guy to have an emotion game, I mean, talk about Katie Johnson. That's, that's as easy as you can name it. All of his <laughs> games are emotion, but this one just adds a little more with him being a yeah. former Georgia player. And I think, I think you'll see that as well when we go to Georgia in early February. Mm-hmm. But excited about that, excited about this week, excited about this team. I mean, this team has a chance to be the number one team in the country come Monday morning.
2: Never have been before. Yeah. Never happened before. Give and give coach Bruce Pearl credit for not shying away from that. Yeah. They asked him if it would mean anything. And a lot of, a lot of coaches would just say, look, we're just focused on Georgia. That's all we're focused on. He said, look, it, it would be a big deal. Yeah, It's a big deal for would. this program. It yeah. would be a big deal. So uh, giving credit for being honest there, most coaches would have said, I don't want i not, not going to answer that. We're going to, we're going to focus on Georgia. So, yeah. Yeah. But no, he, this
1: would be a big deal. And, we're excited to see. Even if we're number two, I don't I don't care.
2: Like keep winning. It'll keep winning take care of
1: itself. Exactly. You'll be a keep winning, you'll be a one seed, and that's all the that's all that's the only one that matters at until, the end of the day.
2: Until the end, until mid April when you're number one at the end of the polls. That's right. That's, that's right.
1: Let's do that. All right. And we'll be back to discuss the Georgia game later next week and the Kentucky game next weekend. And uh until then, where are you gonna?
0: We're